If you are a businesswoman working to amplify your six and seven figure business from success to significance, then you know it's not just about the right strategies or the right tactics. It's more and more about high caliber people around you, your team, your collaborators, and advisors that can open doors for you and widen your reach. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker. Welcome, everybody, to your Circle of Influence podcast and to the year 2023. Do we how long before we stop saying Happy New Year, Amy? When, when does this when does this stop being when does this get old? Oh, goodness. I don't know. Like, I'm I'm really like, it's so funny because once December hits, I'm already in the new year. In the year. next year. Right. So when everyone else gets to the new year, I'm like, thanks Welcome. for catching up. That's right. Glad <laughs> I've you're been here. here for a while. So I literally am like, oh, yeah, happy new year. I, like, it's, it's an afterthought yes. to me because yes. I've already mentally been here for quite a while. That's right. Yeah, it's it. You've already you've already. It's, it's an old news for you. Okay, got it. Well, so today we're talking about how to know that you are pursuing the right goals. We, last episode, we talked about your personal strategic plan for the year. And so if you did some of that work that we talked about in the last episode and you wrote down some of those things, most of you, if you're a high achiever, you've already done this work. And this is yeah. just review, right? But but then let's let's review then, right? So how do you know that the things that you've put down for your goals, your plans for 2023 are the right goals for you. Yeah, because I will be the first to admit that in years past, I have set goals because they seemed like they were the next thing or yeah. it felt like it was what I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And I found myself pursuing goals that really weren't right for me. Not that they were bad goals. They just weren't the high priority right goals for me or having my goals feeling so fragmented that I couldn't pursue them all at the same time mm -hmm. and finding myself kind of burnt out and underwhelmed with the results that I was getting. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a process that I go through. Okay. Um, I also have like an easy, quick check-in, nice. which okay. I've been getting better at as time goes on. I love it. Like so grab your pillows, I, boys and girls. Let's, let's all sit at the feet of the master. Let's go. Amy's about to drop it. When I start thinking about my goals, there is a little feeling that is going to tell me if I'm on the right track. So it's this buzzy, excited, tingle feeling in my stomach that is a little bit scared, but mostly excited. And then when it changes, if it shifts into that, it's um, totally scary, like 100% scary, terrifies me. Mm -hmm. Then what I know is I've got a macro goal, not a micro goal. Mm. Um, if it totally overwhelms me. What I know is that I have the destination, but I don't have the right path. Mm -hmm. um, and when it just loses all interest for me, I know that that's God's way of just being like, that one's not for you. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah. So there's a, like, I have a process that I go through when I'm setting the goals and I, I can go into that, but there, that emotional 
response has been really interesting to follow mm-hmm. over the years mm-hmm. to see that I'll get, I'll be so excited about something. And then all of a sudden it's just like the passion and the enthusiasm is gone. And I've learned over the years that that's, I used to think that that was me being like fickle. Mm. And now I'm like, no, when an idea comes to me, it's, it's the seed that is there's, we live in a world abundant, full of, abundantly full of seeds. Mm. And so it's that, is it going to grow? Is it going to sprout roots or is it just going to dry and shrivel up because it's not the seed for me for this season? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that because it's very internally driven there to Mm -hmm. your point. There have been so many years of my life and I think we all go through this. I think it is the process of coming home to oneself where you start with your own inner knowing and then it gets socialized out of you. And then you mm-hmm. have to bring yourself back to the inner knowing. It's, it's like yeah. the graduation of, of being really fully grown. That for me was like, let me just cross off all these success metrics that somehow I've inherited either from the culture or society or whatever. And then when you get to the top of a mountain, you're like, wait a minute, this is the air here is supposed to be finer. <laughs> and I don't feel any different. <laughs> and then you realize that you not only were you climbing a mountain that doesn't mean anything to you, it was like, it, it was the wrong mountain. Now you're going to have to come back down <laughs> and climb another yeah. one. <laughs> and um, so for me, the to know whether I'm pursuing the right goals or not has a lot to do with, does this align with the values that are important to me, right? Yeah. So I had to come to understand that one of my biggest core values is freedom, Mm -hmm. And the way that I came to it is because um, I was in a coaching certification program that I was being watched. I was being, you know, how sometimes you have like a supervisor or some, a mentor that's like checking your work or whatever. And she was sitting in on a coaching session and she noticed that I was asking a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. Um, And she was like, I need you to be more prescriptive. Um, Tell them what to do kind of thing. Right. And that's more consultative and, and, and that has its place. But when you're talking about evoking mastery out of somebody, that's not something mm-hmm. that I can shove down your throat. And I, and I noticed my resistance to what she was saying because it was like, you're assuming that these people don't know what to do. Like, mm-hmm. like their truth is somewhere outside of them. Like I have their answers and I don't. I can mm-hmm. help you excavate your own answers, but I don't have them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what led me to, to know, number one, my value as a, as a coach and as a as a mentor and so forth but also that it was like I want to live from a place of I am at choice yeah I want to build my wealth from a place of I am at choice I want to build my speaking calendar from a place of I am at choice I want everybody that's in relationship with me to feel empowered that they are at a choice you know doing anything out of obligation and so that has colored what I choose as a goal for me you know Um, the reason why I want to pursue a particular fitness goal it's because I want the freedom to be able to say, I can't, I will or will not run this race or, you know, engage in this um, system or whatever, but not because I can't, it's because I'm choosing to, right? And so yeah. I just noticed how important that is to me and has colored the goals that I choose henceforth. I like it. So here's my process that I go through when I'm setting goals. Mm -hmm. Number one thing that I do is I reevaluate what my top priorities and values are. Mm -hmm. So I am motivated by, and, and understanding too, there's a difference between obligations and motivations. Okay. So I, my obligations are taking care of my children, being a good parent, 
paying the bills, um, providing for our retirement, paying for college, all of those things are obligations for me. Mm -hmm. They're not motivations. Mm -hmm. So the motivations for me are um, travel time with my family. I love days off with my family when we're out and we're doing things. Mm. Um, Adventure is and play are motivators for me. So if I am setting up all of my goals to align with my obligations, my I, I lack the motivation to do them. Mm-hmm. I can set a goal to um, save $100,000 this year and not achieve it. If I, which this is one of my goals this year is to save. Um, and I don't know if $100,000 is going to be the number or not, but I think it'll be pretty close for a down payment for a lake house. Mm-hmm. I want the lake house because I want the family time. Mm-hmm. I want the freedom. I want the play. I want the time on the lake and the late nights watching movies and reading books on the porch. Like that's the experience <laughs> that I want. That's the part that motivates me. Mm-hmm. So I have to take all of my goals and look at them according to the motivation side of things and then frame them in a way that I feel the passion and the drive towards them. So my top motivators are freedom is a high one for me as well. Um, another one is contribution. I, mm-hmm. I love contribution. And so mm-hmm. if I feel like I'm not giving back, making a difference, it doesn't really matter how much money is in the bank. Um, spiritual connection is a really high priority for me and, uh, relationships are really a high priority for me. So those are kind of my four core things. So if my goals are taking me away from those things, they're not the right goals for me. Mm-hmm. If they're more moving me towards those four things, then they are the right goal for me. And if you think about building a business, it's so funny because so many entrepreneurs started the business because we wanted more freedom. We wanted more family time. We wanted to explore the world. We didn't mm-hmm. want anybody to be the boss of us. Right. Mm-mm. And then we get into entrepreneurship and it's like, I didn't want to work in nine to five. And so now I work 24 <laughs> seven. Right. So in the process of pursuing what we wanted, we can lose sight of all of it. Mm-hmm. And That is because we have the right destination, but we have not yet found the right path to get there. So the way that I do that is I, I start from a place of vision. So I will just spend, and it's, it comes when I'm being slow. So I'll be slow. Um, I've been waking up over, over the holiday break while my kids were not in school, I was waking up every morning at five, but not getting out of bed until like nine, mm-hmm. just because I was just laying there and I was thinking and I was envisioning what is, mm-hmm. what do I want this to look like? What do I want this to feel like? Where do I want to be? Where do I want to spend my time? And then once I have the vision in mind, then I will go and test those things against, okay, does this bring me closer to what I want? Does it pull me farther away from what I want? Then when it comes time to, that's the what, next thing I do is I go and I pray over that. And I'm like, okay, Lord, here's what I want. Is this also what you want for me? Is this in my greatest good? Anything that is not in alignment, help the desire, like change, redivert the desire to something that is in alignment and that is, you know, part of my purpose. Yeah. Then I've got to go and figure out the how. And that's where I think people look live on one side of the pendulum or the other, and we Mm -hmm. all have to learn to settle in the middle ground. Mm -hmm. So on one side of the pendulum is the people who they deal very little with the how, and um, they don't plan and they don't really strategize. They just want to manifest it. And then on the other side, 
like magic it up you mean like magic it yeah up. <laughs> they just want it magically to come together and then on the yeah. other side you have the people who are like okay got it take the plan run with it and they manage every inch of it to the point where there's no more room for miracles yeah. <laughs> like it right. it can't be blessed because it is too micromanaged mm-hmm. and i think the magic really happens in the middle where you do have a strategy you do have a plan you are working it but you're not overworking it whenever i look at any goal I consider the three different people that go into making this happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so one is me and I'll ask myself, what's my part that I need to do? Um, one is the other person involved with it. So if it's a relationship goal, that would be my husband. If it's a, um, you know, a physical goal, that might be like my trainer or my doctor. If it's a sales goal, that might be my customers, right? But there's somebody else and I'll look at it and say, okay, well, what's their part to play in this? And then the third is God. And I look at it and say, now what is God's part to play in this? When I start trying to control other people's part, or when I start trying to control God's part, it becomes a terribly uh, unjoyful experience. It's very (laughs) stressful. (laughs) because I was not built to create and control the universe, right? right? Like that's not my, that's not my job, but I do have a part to play. Yes. And I, and I want to play that. I want to play that well. I love that. I love that so much. I, I love what you're saying too, about the, the pendulum swinging into both extremes of like the whole, take your hands off and do nothing versus, or the micromanaging to the point where it's like nothing else can happen. And so you kind of squish the magic from it. Um, I think the going back and forth between the short term and the long term or the nearsightedness and the farsightedness of it, um, it, at times energetically, it feels like I'm being an accordion, right? It's like just kind of like wah, wah, mm-hmm. expanding and contracting. Um, but it's helpful for me in order to get that perspective. Um, at the end of the day, the bottom line for me is um, how does this feel? And I don't mean that from a fickle, you know, one day I feel one way, another day I feel one day. It's not mercurial right. like that, but rather like, you know, your gut, right? And and there, I'm way past the, the, the pretending with myself, right? That there's, you've got to at least be honest with yourself. And you know, there are certain things that you're in denial about. You know, you have enough self-awareness at the level of leadership that we're talking about. You have enough self-awareness to know when you're, you know, kind of pulling it on yourself or phoning it in. And so, um, at the end of the day, the goal, the question that I must answer to myself and to God is if I do this or if I show up this way, is this the kind of person? Is this the kind of leader? Is this the kind of mother? Is this the kind of wife? Is this the kind of uh, coach? Is this the kind of speaker? <laughs> is this the kind of, you know, um, money manager? Is this the kind of entrepreneur that I say I want to be? Right. And I remember uh, some time ago, I heard David Goggins. He wrote that book, Can't Hurt Me. Um, he's a retired Navy SEAL, badass guy. He's just, I don't know, he's just done incredible f- feats, but it's also about his own mental toughness. Right. That That's mm-hmm. what I look up to about him. He said that uh, in an interview that his idea of hell was getting to the pearly gates. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm paraphrasing. And God show- showing him. Imagine him staying at the 300 pounds. Imagine him staying at that no, at the dead end job. Imagine him staying at whatever that smallness was that he was living and dying and getting to heaven and God showing him you could have been a Navy SEAL. Mm-hmm. You could have written 
books that helped millions of people. You could have been in the speaking circuit touching people's lives if you would have just gotten out of your own way. Like that's how he defined hell for himself, right? Yeah. And and it touched me because it was like your greatness, you can touch the hem of the garment <laughs> of your own greatness. Ah, I'm about to get emotional, Amy. Ah, I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> um, if you could just get out of your own way. And there's yeah. there's a certain level of honesty and transparency and vulnerability that comes with stepping into your power. It's not about arrogance. It's not about flossing for the gram. It's not about it, this, it's a devotional practice to be able to say, because you gave me these gifts, you put these gifts inside of me. My job now is to leave them here mm-hmm. so that by the time that I'm gone, the impact that you wanted to make through me you could, I could leave and then you and here at the end of my life, well done, thy good and faithful servant. I love it. That did I ever tell you about the time when I buried uh, living below my potential, like physically buried it? Really? No, you didn't tell me this. Yeah, I wrote on a rock, uh, living below my potential, and I buried it. Like I'm done with you. Wow. Done with you. I buried it on the side of a, um, on the side of a a lake. And mm-hmm. it was this truly transformative experience for me where from that moment forward, things started to move. Mm-hmm. But when I look at my life before that moment, everything felt stuck. It was start, stop, some progress, some fallback. Mm-hmm. Um, things are good, but never like we're always living right at the line, yeah. but never, never far above it. Yeah. And I just got to the point where I was like, I don't, I don't know what my potential is. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know what that looks like, but I do know what living below it looks like. I know Mm -hmm. what it feels like. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know the level of like, it just, it gives me this tension in my chest and this constant feeling of wanting to shrug off this extra weight Mm -hmm. and this heaviness. And I know what that feels like. And Mm so I grabbed this rock. I wrote on it with a Sharpie and I buried it to be symbolically like, and I'm done with you. Like you are no more in my world. And it was so transformative. And I, I, you know, potential is unreachable, right? Yeah. It's limited. It's unlimited. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's unlimited. The minute you progress, your potential expands to reach forward in equal measure with your progression. So I can't say I'm living at my potential because that is always growing, but I can say that I no longer spend time living below my potential. Mm, It feels so much better. Mm -hmm. I feel it. I feel it. And people who love you and and, and see you feel it as well. I, I love that. Awesome. Yes. Okay. So uh, I want to do a listener challenge with this one. Okay. I want, and and we've both given ideas and we don't do this in exactly the same process, right? But Mm -hmm. both of us are really committed to when we set goals, taking the time to make sure that they are the right goals for us Mm -hmm. and strategically plan for them. So, you know, second week of January, new year, our listeners, I know that they have already set their goals. I just know they have because yeah. that's who you are, right? But if you have not yet taken the time to make sure that they are the right goals for you, I want you to do that. You can follow Monica's process. You can follow Amy's process. You can follow your own process. Mm-hmm. What 
matters is that you take the time to make sure they are the right goals for you and then move it forward into the strategic plan, keeping in mind what part is mine? What am I supposed to do? What part is God's? How is he going to show up and bless this? Yeah. what part is up to other people and totally outside of my control. And I just get to not worry about that because I am not in control of the universe. Amen. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Some of that stuff is in my things to do list and some of it is in yours, Lord. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Absolutely. Awesome. And then we want to hear from you. So uh, leave us a comment, leave us a review, connect with us on Instagram. I'm at Amy Walker coach. Oh, sorry. We'll edit that. I was waiting for you to say yours, but then you were looking at me to say yours. So we'll edit that out. Okay. I'm just going to start back on that again. Mm-hmm. And when you get that done, we want to hear from you. So leave us a comment, leave us a review. We love hearing from you. Connect with us on Instagram. I'm at Amy Walker coach and Monica is at Monica Ogondo. And we look forward to hearing that you are truly aligned with your goals and mm-hmm. supporting you in that. Yes, we are on your team about it. Thanks everybody for being here with us. We love you. See you next time.